From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4, BB VK4 Baker Baker with another edition of WIA National News, this one for week commencing April 14, 2013. And what's special about April 14? Well, it's the day after April 13. And yesterday, turning 100 was VK4 PJ Peter Brown. Congratulations, Peter. And in the Q News edition for the VK4 listeners, we'll have much more on the life and times of VK4 PJ. You know, here in Australia, digital radio is certainly gaining an audience. CRA, Commercial Radio Australia, is claiming more than 1.5 million or 11% of people listen to digital radio in Cap Cities each week. That is, Cap Cities, except in Tasmania. The Digital Radio Industry Report has total DAB Plus sales in the last Christmas New Year period, the highest for any four months, and a 13% year-on-year increase. The report predicts a dramatic increase if digital radio becomes a new vehicle standard and a timetable for a rollout to regional areas is announced. Have you prepared for the last weekend in May? The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. Once you've made it to Western Australia, you should take the opportunity to extend your stay and visit the vast country that represents this state. From a million acres in El Questro Wilderness Park to the Cary Forests in the southwest, from the dolphins in Monkey Mire to the Super Pit in Kalgoorlie, from the beaches in Broome to the wineries in Margaret River, Western Australia is an enormous place and you should take the time to meet it head on. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net. Again, that is conference.vk6.net. Now, don't forget, all points of contact are to be found when you read the text edition, and that's best found when you go to wia.org.au. Now, you will hear lots of URLs, particularly in this edition of WIA National News, but truly, not too many of us drive around uh, listening to uh, the program on VHF or UHF and are able to uh, jot them down, so it's much easier if we just direct everybody to wia.org.au and ask you to read the text edition. This weekend, the 13th and 14th, amateur radio enthusiasts all over VK are showcasing amateur radio in prominent locations throughout their local area. This activity, now in its third year, will be a good opportunity to break out the field day equipment and demonstrate emergency preparedness, but most importantly, engage with the public. Most people in the general public would give our hobby a second thought if they knew a little more about it. This is the opportunity, or it was the opportunity, but a rather poor show, except for four clubs in VK, no other WIA National Field Day activity. Central Coast Amateur Radio Club are at Gosford Waterfront near the boat ramp, they're at Woi Woi Lions Park and also at Terrigal Haven, Terrigal in New South Wales. Townsville Amateur Radio Club are at Jcar West End, CQARA at Rockhampton Heritage Village, North Rockhampton, and in Victoria, Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club at Vermont, that's Vermont South Oval, in Vermont South. We have now been provided by Trent Sampson, WIA Director, news of a brand new award, the Contest Champion Trophy. This is Trent, VK4TS. Well, he turned 100 yesterday, and the Contest Champion Trophy is up and going again. 
the WIA Contest Champion VK4PJ Peter Brown Trophy. It's awarded annually for the best combined effort in WIA-sponsored contests. To qualify for the trophy, you must be a member of the WIA and submit a log to at least three of the qualifying contests. The score is taken from the best performance in each category in a contest and there are seven different WIA contests. The qualifying contests are the Ross Hull Contest, the John Moyle National Field Day, the Harry Angel, the Remembrance Day Contest, the Oceana DX Phone, the Oceana DXCW and the VHF and UHF Field Days. Check the WIA website for current rules. This is Trent, VK4TS. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News. In Ballarat, it can be heard on the VK3RWA repeater, 147.100, every Sunday at 11am. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. The Hornsby and Districts Amateur Radio Club Incorporated is once again activating VK2IMD to mark International Marconi Day on Saturday the 20th of April. IMD marks Marconi's birthday on April 25. Several dozen stations worldwide take part, from countries including Wales, Cornwall, Scotland, England, Ireland, Canada, USA, Iceland, Uruguay, Italy and the Vatican. These stations each have some link with Marconi. In VK2IMD's case, this is the fact that the receiving station for Marconi's first official radio message from Great Britain to Australia was the Fisk House in Leafy Warunga in northern Sydney. The house remains, although not the antenna structures. The message was sent from North Wales on behalf of Australian PM Billy Hughes, who was visiting Europe in 1918 as part of the war effort. As the event runs on the UTC day, Haddock will be operating from 10am Sydney time on Saturday the 20th until 10am on Sunday the 21st. Special VK2 IMD QSL cards will be available and those working further stations will be eligible for an award. For more information, search for GB4IMD. For VK1WI National News, this is Julian Sortland, VK2YJS. If you know somebody who'd like to get into the hobby of amateur radio, then next weekend the EMDRC runs its Foundation Licence Training Course. The course will be run from the EMDRC club rooms in Burwood, and the course instructors will be myself, Robert, VK3DN, and Damien, VK3KQ. The course will be conducted on the Saturday, with the assessments on Sunday morning. For all details, check out the EMDRC website, www.emdrc.com.au. Still whipping around VK, still whipping around VK3, where VK3 SN Stephen says the blokes on XC skis will be hoping for good snow again this winter as preparations commence for the 2013 winter trip up to the roof of Victoria. The team will ski out across icy wilderness to explore this amazing region each day and play radio each night using solar QRP gear, tents, huts, igloos. They'll provide shelter at elevations around 1,800 metres above sea level. They'll make contact on 40 metres each afternoon and 80 metres each evening. Let's hope for cold weather and decent snow. In VK5, Andrew McMichael, VK5FMAC, tells us that Weiss and SA UHF commercial repeater and handhelds 
will be supplied and supported to coordinators of the Anzac Youth Vigil in the south at Morfittvale, Adelaide. Radios will be used to mitigate risk for 180 youths maintaining vigil at the Memorial Gardens overnight in honour of Defence Force personnel. An estimated 7,000 will attend the dawn service. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F call? In my travels across the country, I come in touch with new amateurs on a regular basis. It's an exciting way to find out what brings people to amateur radio, and it regularly provides brand new insights and ideas about things that people are doing and trying. Often their passionate explanation is accompanied by photocopies of articles or a website or a magazine or a library of information that holds the key to some insight they experienced and went on to expand on. As you might know, I'm a member of the Wireless Institute of Australia. It's an organisation that's been around for over a 100 years and it's the oldest amateur radio society in the world. I became a member because I was broadcasting the news in VK6 to help out another amateur who was going on leave and I figured that it would behoove me to become a member. Until then, I'd asked around about the WIA and was given mixed messages about the benefits of becoming a member. I'm telling you this not because I want you to become a WIA member, that's up to you. I'm telling you this because, for me, at the time, that's where my interest in amateur radio society stopped. Being introduced to other amateurs and seeing the articles and magazines they were using as a source made me consider that there were other societies, associations and clubs around that I'd never heard of. The ARRL seems to be the loudest, but there is the RSGB, and no doubt other such institutions around. There are clubs of Morse operators, QRP clubs, 10 metre clubs, beacon clubs and associations, and many other. Many I've come only in contact with as a direct result of wanting to learn, try or test something. If you've had a licence for years and know about all the clubs that you could ever deal with, you may want to share some of that with others who are just learning. Alternatively, you might just have started with a new licence or project and be on the lookout for some other shared experience. Becoming a member of a club or association has the opportunity to expose you to other skills and knowledge, and that can only be good for amateur radio. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW, World Amateur Radio Day. This Thursday, April 18, we'll celebrate World Amateur Radio Day on the 88th anniversary of the founding of the International Amateur Radio Union. The theme for this year's World Amateur Radio Day is Amateur Radio, entering its second century of disaster communications. The REP, Reed dos Emissores Portuguese, with a group of operators, will activate the special call sign CR5IARU from April 13 to 19, 2013 on all bands. Branch 74, the Wellington VHF group, has been granted the special call sign ZL2WARD for World Amateur Radio Day 2013, Thursday 18th of April. The station will be active on the national system and possibly on other bands. An email QSL card will be sent to all stations requesting one. International Marconi Day, Saturday 20th of April. 
in Ireland, the Hurdy Gurdy Museum of Vintage Radio will be celebrating International Marconi Day and the tower will be open from 11am to 4pm and probably longer. The call sign is Echo India Zero, Mike Alpha Radio. The tower was the site for an experimental Marconi station in 1905. All visitors are welcome, licensed amateurs, SWLs and anyone with an interest in radio. The museum is located in the Martello Tower, Health Harbour, Fingal, County Dublin. Floods in Argentina, we help out. A report on Raynet HF says the flooding rains have been very strong in the city of Buenos Aires and surrounding areas and in the city of La Plata, which is the capital city of the province of Buenos Aires located 60 kilometres south of the city of Buenos Aires. So far, 57 people have died 51 of them in La Plata. The frequencies used on 40 metres have been 7070 and 7120 kHz. There is also a lot of communication activity through the Facebook Emergency Aslu Amateur Group, maintained by the Amateur Radio Emergency Service of Argentina. Jim Linton, VK3PC, Chairman, IARU Regional 3 Disaster Communications Committee, said it was the heaviest April rainfall since records began in 1906. There was heavy traffic last weekend on the 40 metre band, coordinating communications for the movement of food, clothing, medicine and other items. George Sierra, LU1AS of Buenos Aires, reports that amateur radio played an important role, including providing information on road closures and collection centre locations. The efforts included the Amateur Radio Emergency Service of Argentina, plus Radio Club La Plata, LU8BZE. Half of the La Plata homes were underwater. It was the worst hit area where phone and power lines were cut, roadways became raging rivers and the damage bill is expected to be around $5 billion. Argentina has declared three days of national mourning. The RSGB Centenary AGM The RSGB Centenary AGM will take place at the IET Savoy Place, London on the 20th of April at noon. If you are visiting or are in fact a local listening to this broadcast in the UK, it would be appreciated if you'd let the RSGB know by filling in the very short form at rsgb.org. A new scientific communications breakthrough of sorts is being reported by Discovery News. It says that the task of building a perfect playlist for your smartphone or other private listening device has just gotten a lot easier thanks to a new brainwave scanning device called the Mica Headphones. Amateur Radio Newsline Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK, has more. Miko headphones are a development of a company called NeuroWare. The rather interesting-looking headphones have what the company calls an electroencephalograph sensor that protrudes to scan the wearer's brain patterns to match a person's mood with an appropriate song. When plugged into a smart device running Miko's app, it's claimed that the headphones will detect the wearer's state of mind and select a Nero-tagged, mood-fitting song from NeuroWare's database and play it. The sides of the earpieces illuminate when music plays and even shows symbols correlating to the wearer's state of mind, such as if the user is sleepy, stressed, or highly focused. Currently, the headphones are still in the prototype phase. They made their debut at the recent South by Southwest conferences and festival in Austin, Texas, but the Miko headphones inventor was optimistic. They'll be on the market in what they term as the near future. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Essick, 
K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. Eddie Bennett, G3ZJO of Northampton in the United Kingdom, is not making any claims. Even so, he may now hold a QRP distance record for a micropower transmission using a Raspberry Pi microcomputer as a transmitter. Bennett reportedly used the 10 milliwatts of RF that can be generated from the Raspberry Pi computer board to be heard at over 2,000 kilometers on the 7 megahertz band. The Raspberry Pi board can be made to operate as a whisper mode transmitter covering low, high, and VHF frequencies up to 250 megahertz. G3ZJO connected the board via a low-pass filter to a dipole for the 7 and 14 megahertz bands. A small Marconi inverted L at a height of only 6 meters was used on 472 kilohertz. Among the stations who received his whisper signal on 40 meters was LA9JO in grid square JP99 at a distance of 2,124 kilometers. On 20 meters, he was heard by LY2BOS in grid KO24 at a distance of 1,736 kilometers. 472 kilohertz did not fare anywhere near as well. Even so, he was heard some 80 kilometers away by G4KPX in grid JO02. APRS works to extend communications range underground. So says the modes developer, Bob Bruninga, WB4APR, who reports on an experiment that took place on March 2nd. He and several other hams tested the use of APRS as a means to extend radio communications underground in Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. Amateur Radio Newsline's Stephen Kinford, N8WB, reports. According to Bob Bruninga, WB4APR, typically... VHF and UHF radio in underground caves are limited to only a few hundred feet and strictly line of sight, making their routine use of little value. But with APRS radios acting as packet digipeters, these few hundreds of feet can be extended by an order of magnitude. Berninga says that in the test, a total of 14 APRS-equipped radios were used in the cave to establish a network almost a mile long, providing real-time position and text message communications along the route. Cavers carried a map of the cave marked with a latitude and longitude grid so they could manually enter their position into their handheld APRS-equipped transceivers. Texting via APRS provided communications end-to-end. Among the interesting findings were that UHF worked about 13% better than VHF with an average link distance of about 450 feet even in the large subway-sized passages of Mammoth Cave. Also, power did not seem to matter much. The Kenwood THD-72 walkie-talkie performed as well as several portable 10-watt mobile radios housed in boxes. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ. Dateline 2013. Holy Land Contest 2013, April 19 and 20. The Day of the YLs will be held 18 and 19 of May. We may mention last broadcast of not being made aware of any upcoming WIA contests. Well, from Trent VK40S comes word that VK shows is always held on the June long weekend, which is the weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year. Now, although the Queensland Government had abolished that long weekend, it has been reinstated in VK4, so good luck in the contest. 
which runs from 0600 hours UTC Saturday, June 8, 2013, and ends 0600 hours UTC Sunday, June 9. And worldwide, it's the International Museums weekends on both June 15 and 16 and 22-23. Special event stations DX and Beacon and NetAdvice. CT1FTR is now active from the sedan as ST2FT, operating both the HF and VHF bands using a Yaesu FT857 Analoop antenna. Word is that he will be there until June. QSL via CT1FTR. A group of at least 14 operators and growing are expected to be on the air from Emsen in Ireland from 18 days beginning on January the 15th of 2014. Further information will be released as things progress towards the operation start update. Japanese amateur radio operators celebrate the successful transition from analogue to digital terrestrial TV with the call 8N1TW. Activity continues until the 28th of July, QSL via Bureau. Lastly, members of Mexico's Club D Radio Experimentores de Occidente are celebrating the 80th anniversary of the founding of their organisation using the special call sign 4A1TD. Look for this call during various contests as throughout the year. The QSL manager is XE1GZU. Awards The Michael Owen Plaque A plaque will be presented by the WIA to the highest points scoring single operator station in IARU Region 3 in the IARU HF Championship. Regardless of mode or bands used, the Michael Owen Plaque shall be awarded annually to the single operator scoring the most points in the IARU HF Championship. This is to encourage excellence in Region 3 contesting in memory of the work and dedication of Michael Owen, former President of the Wireless Institute of Australia. VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award There is a new amateur radio award originating in South Australia. VK5 PAS has the nitty-gritty. The VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award sponsored by the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. The aim of the award is to encourage portable operation by amateur radio operators from within South Australia's 21 national parks and 262 conservation parks. The award is open to activators, hunters, those who work activators and shortwave listeners. And the award is not limited to VK5 operators solely. Applications for the award are welcome from interstate and overseas amateurs and shortwave listeners. Contacts made after the 14th of April 2013 are valid for the award. There are five levels of the award, bronze, silver, gold, platinum and diamond, with a certain number of points being required for each level. Separate certificates are available for all five levels and an optional glass etch trophy is also available for those attaining diamond status. More information can be found on the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society website at www.ahars.com.au and there is also a VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award Yahoo Group site which can be found at au.groups.yahoo.com forward slash group forward slash SANPCPA and a link to this Yahoo Group site can be found on the AHARS website. Thanks, Paul. And listeners, Paul, VK5PAS, is also well known for his activity that includes use of the AX alternative prefix and as VO5CW, Kate Willoughby Lighthouse, Kangaroo Island in August last year. And he is not only out and about himself, but has recently worked intrepid backpacker Pete Turner, G6UOI near Liverpool. The contact was on April 5 on the 20 metre band Long Path. 
while Pete G6UOI walked about with a QRP rig on his back. Google G6UOI VK5PAS pedestrian mobile to view the video. Intruder watch enforcement zone. Region 3 IARUMS coordinator Peter Young BK3MV. IARU monitoring system newsletter from Region 1. The latest newsletter reports a Russian over-the-horizon radar has been transmitting between 3555 and 3590 and 3750 and 3785 kHz. It also reports the Russian Navy has been transmitting again on 7054 kHz. Read the International Amateur Radio Union Monitoring System Region 1 March 2013 newsletter at wia.org.au and click this week's news broadcast. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FU QWinningham. Across Australia for VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the northwest of VK7, you can be heard on VK7 RMD on 146.625 MHz at 0900 local. I'm Rick, VK7 FRIK. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. 7,330 kilometre contact on FO29. On Monday last, Hector Martinez, CO6CBF, achieved a 7,330km contact on the amateur radio satellite FO29, the closest to the theoretical maximum for the satellite. Hector, who was in grid square EL92SD, worked David, EA4SG, in IN80CP using single sideband. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW with more than 190 registrations from 28 countries so far in the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend held annually in August, things are starting to heat up. Germany remains in the lead on 39, closely followed by Australia with 37, then the USA with 22, England with 15 and Argentina with 11. The fun event is virtually at the halfway point, with twice as many registrations and individual countries expected in the coming weeks. What Lighthouse, Lightship or Maritime Beacon will be the prestigious 200th to be registered this year? Set up a portable amateur radio station at a lighthouse, Lightship or Maritime Beacon? The basic objective is public awareness about the historic structures, the need for their preservation and to promote amateur radio goodwill. For the guidelines or to register online for the 16th Annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August 17th and 18th, visit their website www.illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. On Friday, April the 19th, it's the Oxfam Trailwalker from Wheelers Hill to Westburn. If you can help with that one, please contact Ian Morris, VK3IFM. And on Saturday, May the 4th, the Eeps Gippsland stages at Bensdale. For this one, contact Chris Morley, VK3CJK. And today, I'll finish off with a quick rewind. The role played by a Selkirk UK man in monitoring secret radio transmissions being broadcast from occupied Europe has finally been revealed. The late John Blair grew up in Selkirk, living above the family grocery business in the town's marketplace. 
Years later, it emerged that John, a veteran of the First World War, who served in the Royal Navy, had spent the conflict against Hitler running a listening station in the flat above the shop, tuning in to receive coded messages from the underground in the occupied Low Countries. The Southern Press said that John was always very interested in radio and a small part of the shop was given over to selling radios and carrying out radio equipment repairs. There seems to have been a wee bit of talk and gossip in the town about why he'd never been called up for the Second World War, but years later said that he had been contacted and asked if he'd do some secret official work. This involved monitoring certain broadcasts coming out of occupied Europe. Once he'd taken it down, he had to take the messages immediately to the police station. He never knew what the information contained was. After the war, he managed to get back in touch with several of those who had been responsible for broadcasting the coded information from Europe. No one in Selkirk knew he was doing this secret work except the police. Well, that's it for this week. That's all I have for you. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. And as we leave this week... A look at the social scene, where, of course, this weekend is the WI8 National Field Day. April 18 is IARU World Amateur Radio Day. In May, May 3 to 5 in VK4, the Clareview Amateur Radio Weekend. May 11 in VK3, 4 and 6 are Hamfests, Moorabbin and District Radio Club's Hamfest, Barkfest at Mount Cravat Showgrounds and Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hargfest. And May 24 to 26 in VK6, WIA AGM and Conference in Perth. July 20 in VK3 is Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest and August 11 in VK2, their big one in the north, Sarkfest at 414 Richmond Hill Road and that's, of course, near Lismore. August 17-18, International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.